Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I am speaking with Trey Tepichin. That's one of the cool things about the platform is that it's, it's kind of like iTunes, but for staff, where with iTunes, you pay a flat subscription, you listen to all the songs you want, you find the ones you like, you add them to your playlist, right? Same concept with us. This is kind of like you're at the buffet, you pay us a flat subscription fee, try out five or six tips, see who fits your, your culture the best, see who has the right skill set for your office, and then make them a permanent offer and hire them full time. We don't charge any placement fees. Zero placement fees with cloud industry, no markups on the rates, everything these professionals make go up 100% to their wallet. So you really have kind of completely turned the staffing paradigm, staffing business model on its head at this point. Trey has a very interesting concept. You know how we're all kind of like uh, in search for amazing employees and we kind of feel like, okay, we're being ghosted, right? Well, we'll, we'll have four or five interviews set up in a month or even in a week and then none of them will show up. One of them will show up and you're like, what the heck? What's happening? There's that. Uh, we feel like there's not enough people to look for at the same time. Maybe we're looking for a specific hygienist, an associate, an assistant, and nobody's just looking for a job, right? There's a lot of unemployment right now. Well, Trey and his company is kind of finding the solution for this. Cloud Dentistry. He is one of the owners of Cloud Dentistry. And so we dive into exactly what that is. And guys, I recommend if you've ever been interested in something like this, um, you can definitely go in the show notes below and watch the video version of this podcast but you can fast forward to where he screen shares and he shows us exactly how cloud dentistry works. It's so awesome. It's like a, almost like a social media profile. It's like LinkedIn a little bit, right? I'm not going to try and explain it. He explains it in the episode. It's very, very fantastic. So we talk about that. We dive deeper into that. We also dive deeper into his thoughts on dentistry today, what he loves about dentistry, what he doesn't really like about dentistry, um, what he feels needs to change for people to be more open to dentistry and we also talk about his past a little bit and how he came to create cloud dentistry and how he got into dentistry in general because he's a he's an attorney he's a lawyer so we discussed that and so much more so guys without further delay here is Trey Tepichin. Trey, how's it going? Awesome, going great, Michael. Thanks for having me. You look like you're like in a wonderland, man. It's snowing in the back. It looks it, it looks beautiful actually. Yeah, yeah. I just got back. Um, flew up. Uh, early this morning from Houston. So I was in Houston for a little bit, doing some marketing down there. And now I'm back up here in uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts. So you, you can see the kind of the snow in the background. It's coming down. Yeah, yeah, it's coming down pretty, pretty intense. Houston. So the you were over there for a conference or anything or no? Uh, no, just for marketing. So most of my team is based out of Houston. Um, and so I'm down there, um, you know, probably a week out of every month to meet with them. I have a lot of, a lot of my investors and supporters are also in Houston. So I, you know, meet with them strategy and stuff. Um, just kind of just part of my monthly work routine. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big fan of Houston. That's where I grew up. So I'm kidding. What part? Um, a little bit outside of Houston. So it's kind of do you know where Sugarland's at? Yeah, I know I know the area. Yeah. Okay, yep. right there. Yeah. Sugarland uh, area, Rosenberg area. I was born in Rosenberg, so but like Sugarland's where we grew up and then it's pretty cool. I hear it's grown a lot. So it's grown like crazy. I, I went to high school in Houston. Um, and now when I come back to visit it, it doesn't look anything like it did back when I was in high school. I graduated in 98. What high school did you go to? Uh, Second Baptist. Okay. 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 
I don't know. I was thinking like if you were around our area, like. Yeah, imagine that. What a small world, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Harris County, Fort Bend County area is what I was thinking, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but awesome. Awesome. But so but before we get into like the business and everything like that, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How'd you get to where you are today? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll try to kind of condense the story a little bit, but the short of it is I was born in Mexico City. I was born and raised there for the first 14 years of my life. I uh, then moved up to Houston, which is where I finished off uh, my high school. And then from there, I kind of slowly migrated north, much to my chagrin. Because I'm not, I don't like the cold weather very much. I feel like I keep getting pulled up here one way or the other. And so I, I started off my undergrad. I did that at Duke, majored in biology and economics. And then after that, I went to law school at Harvard. And then was a practicing attorney up in Boston for about eight years before deciding to you know, just leave that behind and take a start bright and go into the, uh, the dental tech space. Why? How did you come across the dental tech space? Funny story. Uh, I've always had kind of an entrepreneurial mindset and I enjoyed being an, an attorney very much. But the, the problem with being an attorney is that it's only scalable so much. Like it's a service business, right? Hmm. You're basically building your time and you only make money if you're actually building your time to the client. And so that wasn't very appealing to me. And the more I introspected about what motivates me in life, money obviously motivates everybody. But more than that, it's free time. Like I like to be able to be efficient, get stuff done, and then enjoy the day. Whereas in the legal profession, the only way you make money is if you're actually running the clock. So that was kind of very kind of unappealing to me. There's no way to just maximize efficiency and, and um, get more free time, still make the same amount of money. <laughs> so that was kind of, in the back of my mind, I always had kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. I was looking for a, a problem. I, I like finding solutions. And I just happened to be having dinner with an old high school friend of mine. I hadn't, I hadn't seen this guy in probably... 10 years. He was, he was my best friend back in high school, uh, Reza Sanjar. And he, he's a dentist now. And so he and I were catching up over dinner and we kind of got into this friendly debate slash argument about who had it worse. Did, was it worse being a lawyer or was it worse being a, a dentist? And both professors have like, they're very, very tough elements. But I have to say, I think he won that, that friendly argument because it, it is very difficult to be a dentist. I mean, props to all the dentists out there. They have to treat the patients during the day on top of it, Reza was telling me that he has to run his practice. And then to add, to add insults to injury, he was telling me that the, um, the staff is just not very reliable. A lot of them are part-time or temporary workers. About 50% of dental professionals are part-time or temps. And so you're kind of dealing with just a constantly moving dental workforce. And it may, that makes it very hard to run the business. And so it was during that conversation that the wheels in my head started turning. And I said, hey, well, this is such a big problem, the staffing issue. This is the era of Airbnb of WAG for walking your dog, of Instacart, like there are marketplace solutions that kind of empower the end users to connect on their own. It's like, surely something like this exists in the dental space, but there wasn't anything there yet. So, you know, we decided to jump in and fill the space. Nice. Okay. So then, well, really quick, stepping back a little bit, when you decided to transition out of being a lawyer to, you're working for a firm, right? Or you had your own firm? Working for a firm. So I started at Ropes and Gray, which is, um, kind of a full service um, Boston law firm. And then I did a, worked at a, at a litigation boutique called Murphy and King for a little bit. And then just left and, and dove in head first into, into the deep end with this tech stuff. Were you kind of scared a little bit? Or were you like, what if it... No, I was, I, I was excited. I was excited. And I think a big part of it though is, is a little bit of naivete. Like I think if, if I'd actually fully understood and been smart enough to comprehend everything that it would entail to get this business going, then I would have rightfully been scared. <laughs> but, but because I, I couldn't see that part ahead, it looked like, oh, this, this forest isn't that big. I can get through this pretty quickly. But yeah, it, it turns out there's a lot more to kind of launching a two-sided marketplace, like what we've launched in with, with cloud industry, than uh, you'd initially 
expect. So, um, so yeah, I, I credit it to my naivete, really. Yeah, <laughs> I could be there. <laughs> Got you. How, so then, what is cloud dentistry? Like, how long has it been around for? And what is Yeah, so we, it's been in market for about four years now. It was in development before that, though. But in terms of the actual productive use of the marketplace, it's been around for about four years. It's essentially, you know, like the name says, it's, it's like, like the, the term marketplace says, it's, it's a two-study marketplace where dental offices can find and book dental professionals on demand for work assignments. So picture Uber, but for finding a hygienist on demand or an assistant on demand, you, you log in, you see the profiles of the users, They're, they have user reviews, they have live schedules, you click, click an open time slot, you click book, and you're done. Like the user gets a mobile alert on his or her app the same way an Uber, Uber driver would, converts the assignment, shows up, does the work and gets paid. So literally what used to take hours of sifting through resumes in a job board or working with a temp agency, now a matter of minutes at a fraction of the cost. Wow. So then if we needed a hygienist, and this is something good. So it's like if we needed a hygienist tomorrow, right? Like right. Uh, uh, somebody just, oh my gosh, I just broke my ankle or something like that. We can go on to cloud dentistry and bada bing, bada boom. Yep. Yep. Exactly like that. Most of our bookings happen within one or two days advance notice. So that's how the platform was built for like quick, rapid bookings. We do about 5,000 placements every single month. Does it matter where they're at? Like, like rural Texas, like Anna, Texas or something like that? Yeah. So, so we're definitely stronger in the major metro areas and we haven't launched nationally yet. So we're, we're very strong in Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, very strong in Denver, Atlanta, Chicago, and we're expanding into Phoenix and Los Angeles and San Francisco. So it's a freemium to premium model. So what I tell people is, the results will vary, but there's no cost to signing up. So create your account. It's free to look at the professionals in your area, free to see their profiles. And if we haven't launched in your area yet, you, know, you might not see very many professionals, you'll see two or three, but at least then you've created your account and as professionals get onboarded, you'll get notified and you know, you'll be ready to kind of take advantage of that growth as we onboard staff there. Nice, Ben. So this has been like something that's been extremely, extremely helpful, especially right now, right? In the, what we've both been seeing where it's like, oh my God, yeah. can't find anybody. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And um, it might help. Don't, don't be screen share real quick. Can I just show Yeah. It? Yeah. Can you show it to us? And for anybody yeah. listening on the podcast, if you want to just scroll down and watch this in the, in the show notes. Cool. So I'll just kind of go through the booking process real quickly just so that people can see how it works. Um, so this is kind of what the platform looks like for the freemium version for an office in Houston, Texas. So this is, these are all real users. This is a real, this is a live version of the platform. So you log in. Uh, you tell us what you're looking for. It could be a, a hygienist, dental assistant, even a dentist, front office staff, whatever you need. Hygiene is in super high demand right now. So we'll, we'll leave it on hygiene and you click search. And now it's going to show you all of the hygienists that are available in your area. All of their licenses have already been verified. You notice that unlike Indeed or something else, like they, they're logging in very frequently because we've gamified the platform. So it's not like you have a bunch of stale resumes like you find on some of these job boards yeah. here, it's like, they're all very, very active because we've gamified it. Like they get points for responding quickly, for getting good reviews. Like all that stuff is all under the hood stuff that we have going on. So I get last login was two minutes ago, one minutes ago. So super, super active database of professionals. They've all specified how far they are willing to travel. So you as an office will only see the professionals if your office falls within their travel radius. So, so you don't get into this game of kind of cat and mouse of finding someone on Indeed or some job board and saying, hey, can you come to my office uh, and they're like, oh, you're 25 miles away. That's too far for me. You know, upfront that everyone here is ready to travel to your office. And then from here, there's basically two ways you can interact with the professionals. One is via the in-app messenger. So if you find someone you want to talk to, you just click on the message button. This is where you have to upgrade to a paid account, right? It's, you, you'll hit a paywall if you don't have a, a plan with us. 
type a message to Shelby, send her the message. She gets it on her mobile app nice and quick. If we wanted to book Shelby, we can click on her, on her full profile. You can read all of her stats here. You can see that she signed 430 bookings. You can see her schedule here. You can see reviews that other offices have left for her. So you're not flying blind the way you would be through an agency or job board. But if you want to book Shelby, you just click one of her open time slots. Click a start and end time. Send the request. I won't click it because she'll actually get it. <laughs> and then she'll get a mobile alert on her app saying that she's been booked and you're done. So literally what used to take hours now takes a matter of minutes. It's just very, very fast, very easy. And like I said, we're doing about 5,000 placements every single month. Man, so like what roadblocks have you seen with this in the sense of like on the practice owner side, do they ever get like, oh, but what about a personality or his personality or anything like that? Or <laughs> for, for sure. But that's one of the cool things about the platform is that it's, it's kind of like iTunes, but for staff, where with iTunes, you pay a flat subscription. You listen to all the songs you want. You find the ones you like, you add them to your playlist, right? Same concept with us. This is kind of like you're at the buffet, you pay us a flat subscription fee, try out five or six tips, see who fits your, your culture the best, see who has the right skills fit for your office, and then make them a permanent offer and hire them full time. We don't charge any placement fees. Zero placement fees with cloud industry, no markups on the rates, everything these professionals make go up 100% to their wallet. So you really have kind of completely turned the staffing paradigm and staffing business model on its head at this point. Wow, okay, so then... I didn't think about that. I didn't, I thought this was just for temps, right? Like, oh, that's it. I didn't think about like, hey, you know what? I like this. I like us. So let's make you a permanent offer. Exactly. And that's where we really shine because you compare the cost to working with an agency. Yeah. If you find a, a hygienist to an agency, they usually will charge you a buyout fee for a full-time hire, anywhere from five to $10,000. On our site, you pay a monthly fee on average. It varies depending on where you're located and what term you select. But on average, you end up paying around $90 to $100 per month. Mm-hmm. And that gets you, but lets you book as many temps as you want for the entire year. And if you find anyone you want to hire full time, or if you find five people you want to hire full time, you hire all five of them at no extra cost. It's to, literally, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars potentially saved by using a marketplace style solution like Cloud Industry. Nice. Okay. I like that. So then, how do you see this, I guess, evolving? How do you see your platform evolving more and more within the next, I don't know, like year? Because I feel like during COVID, it, I'm sure you guys saw it skyrocket, right? It did, yes. Prices have gone, I mean, you, you, it's, it's a very dynamic marketplace. So um, demand skyrocketed. The other thing that we saw is that, so the users all get to choose their own rates. So the professionals get to say, we give them guidance. We tell them, hey, this is the average rate for users in your area that are getting booked. And if you have more experience, you can maybe mark up your rate higher. Or if you have less, less experience, maybe you market rate lower. But because of COVID, we've seen a lot of upward pressure on rates. In terms of like what I see is the future in staffing right now, like near term at least, um, we see massive pressure, especially for hygienists on, on kind of pushing those rates up. Gotcha. Okay. This can almost be like a, almost type of like a thing where it's like, hey, this person's always going to be available at this time. I don't have to hire them full time, but they can always be here with me. You know what I mean? In the meantime, and like as you're building out your team, especially for like startups and acquisitions, right? You're kind of like, or mainly startups, but like as, as you're building out your team, I think it's really, really beneficial. For sure. And a lot of smaller practices might not need a hygienist five days a week. Maybe they only want a hygienist two days a week, three days a week as they kind of build out their practice. So this is a good way to kind of scale incrementally without adding a ton of fixed costs on, on, on the payroll side for the different practice. Okay. So then zooming out a little bit from this, what would you say, Oh, were you the founder of this, Trey? Like, were, the, what were, what's your area of expertise in all of this? Yeah, and so <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I, am, I am one of the co-founders. Um, and then my friend Reza, who 
gave me the idea or we you know, came up with the idea um, together. He's one of the co-founders as well. And then TJ is another buddy of mine who's a, who's a dentist, also a co-founder. And so between the resident and TJ, they're both the dentists. They educated me on the problem. And then I really took the reins and they trusted me to, to run with it. Right? I told them I had a tech guy, I could help develop the platform. With my legal expertise, I was able to, you know, set up the legal infrastructure to make this all work legally, the terms of use, incorporate the business, all, all that good stuff. Since then, I've been wearing numerous hats. I mean, at the beginning, I was doing everything, right? I was doing, yeah. I was supervising the tech, I was doing the customer service, I was doing sales, I was doing fundraising, everything, you name it. Since then, we've built out a, a, a you know, very strong team around us. Thank goodness, they've been fantastic. So we have, you know, a head of marketing now, we had a sales, we had a product. Uh, chief operating officer. And so um, gives me the ability to kind of look at things a little bit more strategically and think about, you know, partnerships and deals and those types of things. Got you. Man, so it's been a journey then, right? So far. It has been for sure. Um, I, I remember when I first started the, pl- the, the platform, you know, we, we, we built it, we raised money for myself, resident and TJ, and we said, hey, we're going to spend maybe $80,000 to get the platform built out. And then we spent, I think like, $1,000 on buying an email list. And in my mind, I was like, okay, we're gonna build a platform, we're gonna do a na- national blast to this big email list with dentists and hygienists and assistants. They're all gonna get on the platform, start matching, and this is gonna be great, we'll make a ton of money. And I remember we, we, we launched a platform, we sent out an email to that email list, and I'm watching the admin panel waiting for signups to come in, and it was just crickets, man. There's just nothing. <laughs> and so it's definitely been a journey. Like I was literally inviting dental assistants and dental hygienists to have coffee with me at Starbucks for one-on-one meetings to kind of walk them through, through the platform, like the alpha version, get their feedback on it, ask them if they would be willing to put their profile up so that I could get them some work. They'd say yes, I'd help them set up their profile. Then I'd go talk to the office and say, hey office, like you, do you need an assistant? Do you need a hygienist? Well, let me help you book them through the platform. And just, you know, kind of very much the, the wizard of Oz behind the curtain, uh, making all this stuff happen at the beginning. So it's interesting to see now it's all, you know, fully automated and like, you know, we're doing hundreds, hundreds of bookings every day. So it's been a long journey for sure. Because from where we started to where we are now, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. Where was the moment or was there even a moment where you're like, yeah, I'm going to go back to practicing law? <laughs> there was never no, one? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in it to win it, you know. I, and, and I saw so much potential in this that I wasn't going to give up. You know, you, you think about, I don't know who said this, but I, I, I feel like maybe it was the founder of, of, of LinkedIn, but but they were kind of going through the criteria for what makes for a successful entrepreneur. And, it, you know, this like intelligence, connections, um, industry knowledge, like all these things matter. Mm-hmm. But the single most important factor or characteristic that, that they identified was just having grit. Like just not, not, not being willing to give up. Like just yeah. being you know, a stubborn mule. Just, I see it. I, I believe in the vision. I'm going to keep pushing until, until it works. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm actually reading that book right now, Grit. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where they kind of talk about that, like how, you know, grip trumps like skill and talent and all that stuff. So it's, yeah. it's true. Just being consistent. Yeah. It, it, what you do every single day, day after day, eventually does yield fruit. I mean, the other things are important too. I don't want to, you know, trivialize them, but without grit, it doesn't matter how much you, have, how, you how much you have of the other characteristics. It's not going to, it's not going to serve you well. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Awesome. So then talking about this, knowing the issues right now, a lot of practice owners are, are facing. In your opinion, what can a practice owner, a dentist do today to improve their business? So thinking about it right now, you're like, if I were to just give them a set of instructions, how can they see the needle move? There's a couple of ways. Um, 
One is to just through, through adopting kind of modernized staffing solutions like, like cloud industry. I think that's been a game changer for a lot of offices out there where in the past, if they had an assistant or a hygienist call in sick or, you know, go on vacation, they would just say, Hey, we're just going to muscle through it. Right. We're going to cancel patients. We're going to lose production and we'll just have to have to muscle through it. And they didn't think there was kind of really uh, an option for kind of last minute villains, not, not a good one, at least. Um, especially because ghosting has become such a big problem, right? Like I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have found people on Facebook or, or LinkedIn. They say, Hey, I have an opening on Friday. I need you to come in to help. And then Friday rolls around and they, no one shows up and they try calling the candidate and the candidate just doesn't pick up. It's a, it's a generational thing. Like ghosting is a, is a real thing. And on our platform, because we hold users, users accountable, we have less than a 1% no-show rate. So, um, it makes a, it makes a big difference. So I think kind of adopting modern staffing solutions like, like ours will help the practice a lot because now they don't have to suffer through days of reduced production. They don't have to cancel patients. They know that they have a solution, right? The analogy I, I, I always use is it's kind of like before Uber came on the scene, if I was in another city and, and I needed to go get groceries, I just kind of out of luck. I had to just like, you know, maybe eat in the hotel lobby or something. I couldn't just go to get groceries because I, I wasn't going to call a yellow cab to get there and then a yellow cab to get back because I'd be waiting, you know, an hour each way just to get a cab and then yeah. loading the groceries up. It's just impossible. You're just not going to do it. But now with Uber, if I wanted to, you know, and this is before like, you know, Uber Eats, which I just deliver stuff to you. Um, if I wanted to with Uber, I could just call an Uber. They drive me to the grocery store, get my stuff, call another Uber, go back. Like I don't have to suffer through that anymore. It's not, it's not an issue anymore. And in the same way, we've removed that need to kind of suffer through being short staff for dental practices. And I think that's, that's a huge win for them. So I would definitely look into that. Um, some other things I think are very huge for dental practices is kind of a shifting mindset in the way they approach the business model of dentistry. So for a long time, dental offices have been trying to run kind of in-house membership plans mm-hmm. with, with, with a theory of, hey, these patients, a lot of them don't come in every year like they're supposed to. One of the biggest problems that dental offices have is just a, a, a high churn rate of, of patients each year. It's something like around 20 to 25%. So just for the practice to stay level and not even grow, they have to add 20% more patients every year. And so to kind of plug in that, plug up that leaky ship, one of the strategy, strategies that dental offices have been using is to convert their user base into a subscription-based revenue funnel where they tell their, their, their um, patients, hey, sign it up. It's going to cost you $300 a month. Sorry, $300 a year, $400 a year. They set their price. And then for that price, you get to come in and you get your two cleanings, you get your x-rays, you get some teeth whitening, regardless of whether or not the patient comes in, right? And then you have that revenue stream coming in. You have nice steady revenues throughout the year. And then you have the patients are more likely to show up too. And so they show up and they might need other procedures. Then you can upsell and get them to take, take on other services that the, the dental practice offers. So I think that's another kind of huge game changer that's on the horizon. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially like with practices trying to drop insurances, doing other things, right? They want that consistent um, income. When it comes to the ghosting though, I know we get that a lot, right? We hear that a lot when it comes to employees doing that. Is, I know you, you mentioned that you gamify or, or there's gamification in your platform, right? So right. if they were to no show, does that like, boom, like drop their points or does that do anything right. or no? Yeah, so, so, so no showing actually gets them removed from the platform. Like we have like a, a, a no tolerance policy for, for no shows. Um, so if an office reports a no show to us, we investigate it. Unless there's an emergency, right? A good explanation, they get a suspended from the platform. And so because there's some teeth there, they know they have to show up. And, and it's a two-way street too. Like I, I don't want to make it seem like we're being punitive to the professionals because we also have the professionals back, right? 
<laughs> so a, a, a thing that happens to professionals quite often is that a dental office might book them for an assignment through a job board. Yeah. And then they show up, show up on the day of the assignment and the dentist would say, hey, like actually some of my patients is canceled. I only have two hours worth of work for you today. I'm going to send you home early or send you home before the, the day even starts as things fall apart. And in those situations, if you're a dental assistant, you really don't have the resources to fight a dental office and insist on being paid. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But with cloud dentistry, cloud dentistry, we have what's called a payment guarantee. So if a, an assistant or a hygienist gets canceled on at the last minute, they don't have to worry about calling the office. They just call cloud dentistry. They tell us what happened. We will pay them their rate for the day. Hey, here's your money. We'll work it out with the office. Maybe we collect from the office. Maybe we don't. We'll look into it. But as far as the professional is concerned, they're paid. And so we try to kind of be fair to both sides and make sure that both sides are protected going into these transactions. Yeah. Thinking about that, that's, that's beautiful, by the way. But thinking about that at the beginning, did you guys have any like, we might lose some money here. There's a lot. <laughs> well, the platform, every two, three months, the number of new features and changes that we made to it make it almost unrecognizable to what it was before because we're, we're developing so quickly. <laughs> so a lot of these features did not exist three, four years ago. Because you're, you're right, that would have, you know, as a young startup company, like, I really want to front the bill for a whole day of, of dental hygiene that didn't happen. So the payment guarantee is probably something that we launched within the last year and a half or two years. Nice. Okay. And yeah. how often are you guys getting like new, like, you know, dental assistants, people like looking for work on there? Oh, all, all the time. I mean, we're signing up probably 50 new professionals every day. Wow, man, this is real. I like that. I like the no show. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. no nonsense. No, I mean, unless there's like an emergency, right? But other than that, if there's no nonsense, like if there's no reason for you to have no showed. And that does yeah. happen. Yeah. That's really, really good. Okay. So now these next questions are just to get into this uh, head of someone who isn't totally involved on the clinical side of dentistry. What would you, Trey, like to see more from a practice owner, a dentist right now? So this would be like as, as a patient going to a dental practice or from, from whose perspective? Both, whichever one. It can be both. It can be from right now who you are or a patient, but let's, let's do right now who you are. It's a great question. I think a lot of dentists feel like they have to do everything, right? And they're, 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 they're heroes in a way. Like they're, they're heroes of the practice. They're, they're, they're treating the patients. They're running their business. They're handling all these staffing issues. And that's just not the way it's done in pretty much any other business vertical out there. You look at other business verticals and you have specialized roles and people do their thing and people focus on what they're, what they're good at. And so what I like to tell dentists is that they, not that they need my permission, but I think they have everyone's permission, right? To say, hey, it's okay to not do everything, right? Yeah. Like you can do what you do well, which is dentistry. Um, and if you need help on the business side or you need help on the staffing side or you need help with anything, don't be afraid to spend the money and outsource it. So I think that's, what, that's a mistake that people make not just in industry, but everywhere, people are hesitant to spend money on something that they feel like they could do themselves. And it's like, it's true. I could do it myself. Like I could go out and mow my lawn on my own, right? Or clean my house on my own. Um, but that's not a good use of my time, right? And so I, I have to not be fearful of spending the money to have other people do some of those things for me. And in the same sense, I feel like a lot of dentists, because they carry so much weight, they're hesitant to kind of spend the money to free themselves up to be to kind of like maximize their productivity. That's just the it's kind of general. As an outsider looking in, that's something that I've, I've noticed. And it's not, you know, just in this by themselves. I think a lot of, a lot of professionals do try to carry too much weight on their shoulders. Yeah, I think about that too. Like I, I look at your business and I'm like, when is it like, okay, we need a COO. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you right. even get to that? 
that's yeah. full of yeah. like we need we need one now it's that time like what is yeah. how do you even do that you know but i think in dentistry in a practice owner same thing right like some people just i they just walk in as like i just want to be the clinical side that's it mm-hmm. i want a coo i want to have multiple practices but i just want to be working mm-hmm. on two special days out of the week that's it right right so how do, how do you get to that level is what i'm asking like how did you get there slowly and pr- probably too slowly because it, it's uh, it, i could probably um use my own advice right and that's why <laughs> That's why I, I can see the problem because I, I, I see it in myself too. And I think oftentimes as I was growing this business, there, I, it wasn't that I didn't have the resources to make it happen. I was just a little bit too fearful. I think I was just fearful that if I said, if I spend the money on this, it's not, I'm not going to be productive enough to make up for it. But the reality is if you, if you spend the money well on services that are going to support you and team members that are going to support you to free you up to do what you do best, you're going to net positive on every single time of those things. I think just coming to that realization helped me a lot because I had a hard time like letting go of stuff, you know, letting go and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to delegate this. I'm going to hire people. Um, but yeah, yeah, you do have to do it slowly. It's not like I could just snap my fingers overnight and say, COO, head of product, head of sales, head of marketing. I slowly removed one hat at a time as the workload became, you know, too much to bear. Yeah. I guess you kind of have to like look from an outsider perspective and be like, oh, I've been doing like product development this whole time. I didn't even know it's say, right? And then, right, right. And I think people that are close to you, just share with them kind of what's going on in your life and your business. And you'll get lots of insights from people that, that know you and can kind of give you a fresh set of eyes. And that helped me a lot too, is, is talking to other business owners. I would um, kind of tell them about my, my problems, my struggles, what, what I was working on. And lots of times they would just kind of scratch their heads and, 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 and shake their heads at me and say, Trey, what are you doing still like answering every single customer service ticket? We don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? You're right, man. <laughs> I, I, I should start outsourcing that. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that economics? Like, don't they say like, that's like the happy point or something? Like if you were to say like, okay, it's not really costing me money outsourcing it, but it is costing you those like happy points or something like that. Right. Happy you know, points. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm reading a little bit about that and I was like, oh, I didn't know that economics takes into consideration that, right? Like the feel good, like what it makes it. <laughs> so it's true. You're right. So then right now, looking at you, right, Trey, what do you hate about dentistry or what do you dislike right now about dentistry? <laughs> um, well, I'll just speak as a patient. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big wimp when it comes to going to the dentist. I don't usually have to have like anything done. Um, in terms of like drilling or cavities or anything, I, I take pretty good care of my teeth. Um, but on the rare occasions when I do, I just hate the needles. I hate getting numbed. I hate the drills. And so for me, I'm like, just give me some Valium or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Knock me out. I don't know that it's necessarily something that, that needs to change per se. I think it's um, either I need to toughen up or they need to write me a script for some kind of calming drug. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was going to ask you like, that's, that's a common thing, right? That's a common, uh, I guess, fear or scare, but like to you, what needs to change for you or people to be more open to dentistry, right? Like Besides, like, obviously it's prescribing more drugs, but like, besides that, like, like, what do you think needs to change in order for people to be like, you know what, that's, that's so in the past. I don't think that's even a thing anymore. Yeah, I, I think a big part of it is for people to understand truly the importance of oral health and oral hygiene. That was the thing that really resonated with me and made me a true believer in going to the dentist two times a year to just keep it clean and keep it maintained. Because I, I don't think people fully appreciate it. And this is going to be old news to all of the dentists that are listening to this podcast. But I think for the general public, people don't fully appreciate that oral hygiene is literally the gateway to your entire body's health. If you have mm-hmm. bad oral hygiene, 
It's going to affect your heart. It's going to affect your other organs. Like there's so many things that go wrong just because of bad oral hygiene. And so once that point is drilled home to, to, to people, then they're like, okay, I'm not, I know I don't like going and getting the, the numbing shot in my mouth and the dentist can be a little bit scary, but it's tolerable, right? Like you you understand why you need to do it. Yeah. No, that's true. hundred percent. I feel like a lot of the times general population just like, oh my God, I chipped my tooth and I got to go really quick. Right. Cause it's like in the front or teeth. Yeah. Line. No. And, and, and their priorities are all backwards. Like you'll have um, patients that might have cavities and all kinds of things wrong with their teeth. And they go into the dentist and they say, I want teeth whitening, <laughs> you know? And then the doctor's like, well, I can do teeth whitening, but first we need to fix your cavities, you know? And they're like, no, 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 let's just do the teeth whitening. I can come back to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be, you know, more done on the educational side, I think, for, for educating patients. Yeah. Got you. No, 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 definitely. And then one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is like, right now, what do you absolutely love about dentistry? Man, I never even thought I'd be in the dental space. I think the thing I, I like most about it is it's actually a very small, tight-knit community. It's not a huge market. There's about 120,000, 130,000 dental practices nationally, probably about 500, 600,000 dental professionals nationally. And so it's not a huge market. And for the most part, like everyone's incredibly welcoming, very kind and supportive of one another. It's, it's unlike many other industries out there where people are, you know, in, in other verticals, people are cutthroat. It's like, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be guarded. But like in the dental space, um, especially now people kind of coming out of COVID, everyone's been excited to kind of get out and get together. And we, we host a lot of um, social events to get the community together. And it's amazing just like how, how friendly and how supportive the entire community has been of, for each other and for club industry. So I think that's been my favorite part about being a part of this. That's good, man. I like that. I like that a lot. So Trey, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. So the website is clouddentistry.com. Uh, you can go there. It's a freemium to premium model. So anyone can create an account for free and look around. So I encourage everyone to do so. And if they need to reach me, they can email me at Trey, it's T-R-E-Y, at clouddentistry.com. Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below as always. And also, if you wanted to see exactly what we were walking through inside of uh, cloud dentistry and everything like that, go watch the, the video version of this podcast in the show notes below as well, if you're listening to the podcast version. But awesome. Trey, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon, bud. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Trey, thank you so much for being on this episode, man. We truly appreciate it. And guys, What'd you think? Let me know. Uh, go join the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. I'm going to put it in the show notes below. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below. Join. And if you are already a member, I'm going to ask, what do you guys think about cloud dentistry and, and how it's how it's working out? I, I think it's, it's kind of brilliant. You know what I mean? As far as, I know he talked about the no-show rates, how that kind of helps with, you know, employees who may be ghosting us or like not showing up things like that it also helps for a lot of startups i can see that it, it also will help for a lot of people who are just looking for a temp right now who's like okay my hygienist is out on, mater on maternity leave or, or something happened a car accident they need and you just need somebody to replace you pretty quickly right i think that's fantastic so let me know what you guys think um go to the dental marketer society facebook group and uh, just just type in your opinions, your ideas. Uh, I think it's pretty awesome. So, Trey, thank you so much for being with us. Like I said, it was a pleasure. 
And guys, thank you so much for always listening. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Definitely join the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.